Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fan Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. Fairies are twilight creatures, and I have become one too. We rise when the shadows grow long and head to our beds before the sun rises. It is well after midnight when we arrive at the great hill at the Palace of Alfham. To go inside, we must ride between two trees, an oak and a thorn, and then straight into what appears to be a stone wall of an abandoned folly. I've done it hundreds of times, but I flinch anyway. My whole body braces, I grip the reins hard, and my eyes mash shut. When I open them, I'm inside the hill. I never get tired of this, of the spectacle, of the pageantry. Maybe Oriana isn't entirely wrong to worry that we might one day get caught up in it, be carried away by it, and forget to take care. I can see why humans succumb to the beautiful nightmare of the court, why they willingly drown in it. That's a quote from The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. This is YA Book Chat, and I'm your host, Leah Stuhler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of YA Book Chat. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I really appreciate all of your support. Today, I am going to be with my guest talking about The Cruel Prince by Holly Black, and I'm super excited that I am finally hitting up some Holly Black on my podcast. Way overdue, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so I would like to welcome my guest, Lauren, for today. She is from the podcast, and here's why. You guys may have heard her. She's been on once before. All right. Hey, Lauren, how you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Of course. I just can't believe it's taken me this long to get to Holly Black on my podcast. <laughs> I feel like that's really bad. <laughs> I know. She's like a staple. She is. She's a staple. Ugh, I know it. It's okay. But I'm glad I finally, I finally get to cover her. And this is a really, really good series. So I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm part. So are you reading something right now? What are you currently reading? Um, I am currently reading Carable. <gasps> So good. Do you like it so far? Yes, most definitely. I'm very excited to I I tried to read it before, but I think I just had gotten done with a very different book. I can't remember which one, but the genre and everything was just so different that I think it was hard for me to transition from like mm-hmm. where my head was at to this one. So, <laughs> diving back in and I love it. Good. I'm glad. You'll have to let me know what you think when you finish because it's really, really good. It's one of my favorites. I absolutely love that whole series. I'm loving it so far. Good. All right. So Lauren and I are going to talk for a little bit spoiler free at first, and then I will let you guys know when we are going to dive into spoilers. So just a quick overview for everybody. So we have the main character, her name is Jude Duarte, and her parents were murdered in front of her when she was seven years old, and then her and her two sisters were stolen away to the world of fairy to be raised by the man who murdered their parents. Talk about an awkward situation. (laughs) (laughs) So then 10 years later, uh, we find Jude and her sisters uh, and their adoptive father, kind of, living in fairy. And Jude really wants nothing more than to feel like she belongs and to be a part of fairy. But the problem is that most of the fae really despise humans, especially the prince, Prince Cardin. And so Jude discovers that she must defy Prince Cardin in order to win a place at court. But then she has to kind of face the consequences of all of what that means. So it is a really great book. If you are a fan of anything having to do with the fae and fairies, you will absolutely love this book and the rest in the series as well. 
Um, so Lauren, what were your kind of overall thoughts of this book? Um, so I'm a big fan of Holly Black. I love her writing style. Um, my overall thoughts were that I loved the world building. The world building in this book was so good. Just like the way that she details things. It's, it's so beautiful and you can, it's all very clear in your mind, this world that she paints for you. So that's probably one of my favorite parts. Um, and I don't know, I like the side characters more than I like the main ones. (laughs) Well, and I can understand why there are some really good side characters in this too. Yeah. So definitely there were a few characters that I was pretty attached to and that just made it overall a great read. Yeah, it really is. And I could agree completely about the world building. It is definitely very, very detailed and you get a really clear and vivid picture in your mind of what fairy looks like. Um, I especially like she has, they have the lake of masks where you look in, but you don't see your own reflection. You see like a different, like a picture in time. It could be of anybody. And so I really, I really like that because it's a surprise. Like you never know what you're going to see when you look in the lake. (laughs) Yeah, it is a really cool concept. And she's got like different islands that are a part of fairy. And then the Mm -hmm. um, estate where Jude and her family lives, but then also one of the other characters estates, like all of the, and then the palace too, like all of the areas where the specific characters lived are described so detailed. Like I just had a very mm. clear picture in my head of what was happening and what each place looked like. And it was really fun to have that, you know? Definitely. Yeah. My only little nitpick about it is that, okay, so I have um, the paperback cover of the book paperback copy Mm -hmm. of the book. And um, there is a map in the front of it of fairy and it's absolutely beautiful. And I love it. The only thing, like there's one part in the book where Jude and her sister Taryn are walking, I think it's home from class. And she describes how they're walking home and what they have to, like what part of fairy they have to go through to get back to Maddox estate. And I'm looking at the map and I'm like, no, they would be walking backwards. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so either I'm reading it wrong or somehow the map, there was a disconnect between the map and what got written. I don't know, but <laughs> I have to go back and check. There are, there are a few moments like that where I'm reading and the way that she's describing people's actions, especially mm-hmm. that she's describing it one way and I'm like, you would, your body would have to be angled, (laughs) angled so awkwardly for that to work. I'm like, okay. I mean, I get the point, but wow. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I do have to um, take a step back and kind of reread it. But I mean, despite that though, I really love the book. It's just a really fun fantasy filled uh, Mm -hmm. world. And um the characters are really strong and developed. And something else that I really, really liked was that she has so many different types of fairies in the story. It's not like mm-hmm. one particular type. There are so many different types. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I do have <laughs> – so I've reread this book quite a few times just because I've gone through this series quite a few times. <laughs> And there are things that I've noticed more and more in that a lot of the characters that I love don't really get a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because I feel like that just goes to show her strong writing because even though that they've not really been written a ton, you still feel very attached to them. But it was just funny because in my head, my first time reading through – I'm like, oh my God, I love like Oak and yeah, I'm one of the, the Cardin lovers, but like mm-hmm. you barely even get a lot of him too. Like he's not like in the book as much as you would think for being like a main, a more main character and stuff. So yeah. I don't know, just interesting things while reading through it a couple times. <laughs> 
I agree completely. And actually, um, I know just from when the third book came out, The Queen of Nothing, and finishing up the series and from reading it myself and then like seeing on Instagram all the bookstagrammers and everybody commenting about it, I feel like the the main consensus was we needed more. Like Mm -hmm. I remember getting the final book in the mail and looking at it and going, wow, that's really short. Like that was my first thought. And then I Mm -hmm. read it and I was like, it wasn't enough. I mean, it was, it's, it was a good story still. Like I love the whole trilogy. I just felt like, like what you're saying, like I really wanted more of Cardin. I wanted more of Jude and Cardin together. I just wanted more of, um, yeah, like Oak, like what was happening with him and different things. And it was, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's my only complaint about this series. Like I love it otherwise, but yeah, it's yeah. like, I do wish that there had been some more to some of it. So it's definitely one of my favorite book series, like ever still, just because like you said, like she paints the world for you so vividly. Her writing is just beautiful in general. However, um, it was really hard for me to like get emotionally connected to Jude. Like, Mm. I don't know. Her character was a little bit more dry than the other ones, which is crazy because we're with Jude the whole time and we barely see some of the other ones. So it's like, it's this weird thing, but I don't know. And, and some of the scenes, I feel like we're more info dumps where instead of us being walked through the scene, um, we're just kind of being told what happened, like a quick little synopsis of stuff. But I don't know. Yeah. So that's one of my bones to pick with it. <laughs> no, and those are all like really valid points too. I mean, there are times when I liked Jude and there were times when I did not like her or what she was doing. Mm. Um, it's a very, yeah, it's hard. Cause I do love it so much and I love the world building and the different types of fairies and so much of what happens, but it is hard when you have a main character who you feel wishy-washy on sometimes, you know, but right. I think it's more of, I love the world she created and the story is not that the story's bad. I think that the story's good, but mm-hmm. I just like the world better than the story. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I, I don't know. I was the same way though, where I like, I just want more from it. And then us not being given more, you're just kind of like, oh God, come on. I know. I know. Oh. All right. Well, let's um, move on so we can talk more in depth about it now. So for all my listeners, I, we are going to talk with spoilers now. So if you have not yet read this book, you may want to pause this right here and come back and listen to the rest of the episode after you've finished. Or if you uh, haven't read it and you don't care about spoilers, then keep listening. And of course, if you have read the whole book, then by all means, keep listening to the rest of the episode. <laughs> all right. Um, Okay, so Jude and Taryn, I think it's kind of funny how different they are because, like, they both want to fit into fairy, but Jude is like, I want to become a knight and be in the king's service, and service, and Taryn's all, I just want to get married and marry somebody who's a fairy and fit in. Right. Well, and that's the biggest thing, is Jude, like, wants to make this wave in fairy, like... She wants to kind of be heard, be seen, whereas Taryn just wants to, like, get lost in the wind and blend in too much. Right. I do have to say, one of my absolute favorite scenes in the book is when Jude and Taryn have the sword fight over Locke. Like, that is one of the most fantastic – I love that scene because Jude is just like Mm – you both lied to me. You made me think that he had feelings for me and it's really you and you want to marry him and you used me. And then she just draws her sword and they have this epic battle in the house. I'm like, this is awesome. 
It is. That whole situation still makes me so uncomfortable, too. Like, just having right? obviously read the book already, like, before, reading those scenes back again with, like, Locke and mm-hmm. Jude, it's like, ugh. Yeah, I don't, ugh. ugh. It's like, like, put a sour taste in my mouth. No, I agree. And it's like, okay, so... Because you have Cardin and his crew with Nicasia Valerian, and then you know Locke is a part of that, but he's not like as he he tries to be like he's not as mean or as bad as they are in the way that he treats Jude and Taryn. But in the end, mm-hmm. I feel like he was worse. You don't like Cardin and Nicasia and Valerian. Okay, well Valerian's probably the worst because of what he does, but <laughs> even Cardin right. and Nicasia. I mean, they play tricks on them, but what Locke did was horrific, making her think that he was in love with her, and then this whole time, he's just using her, and it's a test on Taryn. How Taryn could want to marry him still, when this is what they tell her to do, is beyond me. (laughs) Like, I didn't get that part. No, that... How how is that a test of love? Like, hey, I'm gonna hit on your sister, and if you can handle it, that's great. Like, what? No. Right? Like, I can't. That doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> it was like, Taryn, you're stupid. Like, what are you doing? You're gonna end up miserable with him and not happy at all. But hmm, pretty much, yeah. But then we're all voting for Jude and Cardin, right? <laughs> who's still the worst. <laughs> but we're like, love it. But uh, I do feel like, though, nobody was as bad as Valerian, who legit tried to kill Jude. I mean, what the right. heck? <laughs> like, what was that? That's all why about? that is one of my. That's why that scene is my favorite scene where Jude kills Valerian. That is my absolute favorite. I love, I love it, it too because she. Finally, like, she just, she gets it. She realizes, no, he really seriously wants me dead. Like, he is not like the other three who were just been playing with me. Messing around, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, they, you know, they, like, kick dirt on their food. They push him in the river with the Nixies, although the Nixies weren't really going to be that much trouble, you know? Um, And then there's the whole fairy fruit incident where she strips down her underwear. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty bad. But when somebody is legit trying to kill you, that's a bit worse. (laughs) Yeah. There are levels, and that is by far the most dangerous because literal death, but... Yeah, right. uh, I do like um, Nicasia, though. Like, one thing that she says when they they push them in the, the lake with the Nixies, she says, Oh, this is just a game, but sometimes we play too hard with our toys. Like she calls mm. them toys. Like, hmm, we're just gonna play around with you two and see what we can do, you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense though, because if you'd think in this world of fairies where they do have these like magical charms on humans, like it'd be unrealistic to think that they wouldn't actually try to use them. Right. I feel like that's why I like Holly Black's writing is because fairies are normally painted in this light of like Tinkerbell um, (laughs) and not murderous, crazy creatures. So if you, if you read and into, and you really like go into some of the, like the Scottish and Irish folklore about fairies, a lot of them are really nasty. Like they are most definitely not Tinkerbell. Like they're mean and nasty, you know? So it's like, that's, they're really dark creatures. They are not Mm -hmm. all nice and pretty and sprinkling fairy dust, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely, I definitely like how um, Holly Black goes into that darker side and it's really mm-hmm. explores that and doesn't, and she does that too with, um, oh, it's the other one, the darkest part of the forest. That's like that too. Yeah. That's another one I really like a lot, but she, this one too, it's funny because, um, I felt like, like there were some really complicated relationships involved in this oh, story. My God. I mean, okay. So Cardin and Nicasia and Locke, right? It was like, 
I kept on, I had to read and I, and I've read this book multiple times too. It's like mm. each time I've read it, I have to like go back and look again. I'm like, wait a minute, who was with who first? And then what happened? <laughs> because I it was know. like, like Cardin and Nicasia were together and then they weren't. And then Nicasia went with Locke and then Locke was all like, wanted to be with Jew, and it was a whole, but really with Terry. You need like one of those detective boards with the yarn and the connecting. Right? All the, yeah, it's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. Because then on top of that, there's that complicated love triangle thing, right? But then on mm-hmm. top of that, you have the whole thing with Oak and his oh. mother. <laughs> Can I just tell you how long it took me to like sit and figure that? Like she, I mean, she says it, like she says it, but I still had to stop a few times and be like, wait a minute, let me go back here. (laughs) Who was the King's, (laughs) who was the King's uh, consort and slept with who? And then what did, like, oh my gosh, it took me forever to figure it out. But in the end, I mean, that was, that was like another thing another of my little bones to pick like (laughs) that was a huge info dump i feel where you find out in these random little moments like little itty bitty pieces but i feel like it needs it needed to be way more obvious yeah and you kind she kind of like surprises the reader but not in a way where i'm like whoa that's a really good twist it's more of like I feel like we should have had more like little tidbits of this before, previous yeah. to now because it was just a lot to process. It was because then you had to like put, try and put all the pieces together because we get right. it like piecemeal here and there, like with Jude finding the little golden acorn in Locke's mother's dress and right. having that. And then she kind of, gets pieces that she get takes pieces that she gets from um the shoot why can't I can't remember what they're called Dane's Dane's secret men <laughs> his spies what oh they yeah the, spies. the shadow the sh- the uh, guild of shadows or something no that's a different yeah. book <laughs> wait <laughs> hold on I, oh, something shoot. like that yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up later. Wrong. But like his spies, because she gets pieces from his spies, and then she kind of figures things out when she's spying and she's in Falcon's castle. But it's like it just—it was really confusing because then, and then she drops hints here and there about um, Oriana, Maddox's mm-hmm. wife. And then you just, it's like, it never really all comes together in one big spot. You have to piece yeah. it together as the reader, which was really kind of frustrating. Cause like 100%. I said, it, I mean, if you have to keep going back to look again, it's like, right. um, but I mean, I, it was just, and I think it was just, it would have, for me, it was like complicated a little bit because we have Locke's mom, Liriope, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong. <laughs> Oh, but we have Locke's, yeah, Locke's mom slept with Dane and got pregnant. And so if she had the baby, then that would mean that Dane could never be king. So he has her poisoned, but Oriana, who was sleeping with the king, Dane's father, (laughs) finds Locke's mother and then cuts the baby out of her, saves the baby, and then gets married to Maddox, and they pass the baby off as their own. <sighs> it was a That's lot. not a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, it took me a little while. To re- and then I was like, okay, so that means that Oak is an heir to the throne. <laughs> so he could be the king besides Cardin. Yeah. And da- oh, oh my goodness. Um, and see, yeah. that's, that's why I didn't really like how that information was received just like because it's it makes it very obvious that the only reason why the Jude and Locke portion why that was ever a thing was so she could find out these things about Locke's mom and then you start getting little pieces of the puzzle but then that almost makes me think that okay, her and Locke can't work out because I still want 
Jude to be with Cardin. So let me figure out a way where she doesn't end up with Locke. And then you get that whole weird, random, like, I was testing Taryn's love. And I don't know. It just all seems very forced in that sense. Like, it just didn't feel fluid while reading it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. No, that makes a lot of sense. It was just, there was just a lot that kind of happens too, because then you have the whole um, scenario with Maddox, you know, like killing his ex-wife or because she took their fairy child away. And then he not Mm -hmm. only takes the fairy child, he takes Jude and Taryn with him because he feels responsible (laughs) because she was his wife at one point. So all three girls are there. And then Jude has this like weird relationship with him. But then he, it ends up is like this, I mean, we already know he's an evil man because he killed their, her mother, their mother and father. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you find out just how much he wants power because he says he's with Dane and is going to want him to be king. But then it turns out he's actually with Balkan and creates this whole plot. And then mm-hmm. the whole royal family, except for... Cardin and Oak, we find out, end up dead in this like gruesome bloodbath. <laughs> and I was like, right. Oh, Maddox. <laughs> He's a lot worse than we think. Yeah. Yeah. He was a great character to love to hate. Definitely. He's a good one. It kind of made me cringe too how with um I forget the name of the type of fairy that he is, but how they had to, like, he has to keep his, his calf that he's got, like, soaked in blood. Like, he has to kill oh, somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. It's really weird. But he... putting Mm-hmm. But I do like it, too. He, he's very clever, though. You know, like, he's smart. He, he makes all of these plays without people realizing what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. so he, he does all this stuff behind the scenes and, but he, but he's very selfish cause he only wants power in the end, you know? Right. Like yeah. he just wants which to be is king. Weird, which is weird because you would think someone that wants power wouldn't be so, I guess, emotional about children Because Mm -hmm. I could understand him going back to the normal world, the human world, to kill his wife because betrayal and Mm -hmm. feeling powerful over her, taking her life. I get that. But then being like, "Mm, I should really take these kids because I just did a bad thing. (laughs) Matt just did a bad thing. So now I need to raise these children. Like, that's not very power hungry evil that's just like random weird soft spot that we see for kids i don't know know. well and then i mean he i mean he does kind of have like a soft spot for them too because then he you know marries oriana and says let's take oak and keep him safe and pretend that he's ours you know so you have to but you have to wonder though okay so did he do that immediately at the beginning because he has a soft spot for children or was it because he saw right then, Hey, I could use this as a way to get more power. You know, you would think probably power. Maybe that was his whole thing was tricking Oriana to think that he did have a softer side and just could be this family guy, but then uh, (laughs) (laughs) really had a whole underlying purpose for all of it yes he did i don't know jude asks him at one point and i think this is like right after um they're talking about Locke. i think this is after um this is after what the fight <laughs> that jude and darren had the sword fight in the house and maddock and jude are talking and they're talking about Locke, and um he essentially tells her like that it's okay he would be okay with her killing Locke, you know, and that maybe she should. And she asks him how he sleeps at night. And he, he's like, he says, some are good with pipes or paint. Some have skill and love. My talent is in making war. The only thing that has ever kept me awake was denying it. 
and it's just, oh, I mean, he, he's just, he's that type of fairy. He's that type of person, you know, he's got to have the strength. He's got to have the power. He's got to be working on something behind mm. the scenes to wage war, you know? Yep. He's always got to have that, that thing going for him. He's, he's the one that's five chess pieces ahead of you at all times. <laughs> right? hundred percent. Oh my gosh. So what I loved was that, so Jude, okay. I remember the first time I read this when Jude was in Belkin's castle and she finds Carden's room and she goes in there um, and she takes <laughs> the Alice in Wonderland book. But then she finds mm-hmm. that, she finds that notebook with her name written a million times. And her first thought is, oh my gosh, I can't believe he hates me that much. And I, my first thought was exactly which, what it, I'm like, are you that stupid? Like, do you have no experience with boys at all if yeah. he's writing your name over and over that may it's not just because he wants he hates you sweetheart like there's some yeah. other kind of obsession there and she's like 100 percent, oh, right she's like oh he just hates me a lot and i'm like stupid <laughs> stupid juice so i know <laughs> it was there were so many times where i feel like i was reading and i would just put my head in my hands and be like oh jude Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> Seriously. <You> kill me. <laughs> well, then. Yeah, she. Uh, <laughs> I felt bad. I don't know. I, that's what's so annoying. I wish I could love her more, but I just, she frustrates me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that one. But I like, at the end, you know, when she captures Cardin and she's like, you're my prisoner. And she keeps him down in the, the secret lair of Dane's spies and ties him up to the chair. And then um, she's talking to him. And then, you know, he finally admits to her how he feels about her. But she kisses him. Mm-hmm. But she's like playing with him. And I'm like, you're mean. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> I know. It's one of those moments where you finally see a character that's supposed to be like this bad boy and he finally is like opening up, showing a soft side and you see from Jude's perspective that she's just toying with him and you're like, oh my God, you're the worst. Right? It's like you, you're made to think that he's the bad one, that he's the evil one because he does all these mean things to her. But then you find out it's yeah. because he's obsessed with her and he has feelings for her and he doesn't know how to deal with it, you know, because Mm -hmm. fairies aren't supposed to like humans. And so, and and he's the prince. So that's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. And then she just, I mean, all of, he sees from his whole friend group that none of them are very empathetic towards humans. So he's not going to show a weakness in being like, well, that one's okay. Because that one I want to be mine. So everything's good with that one. But the sister, we can continue to like try and murder. It's fine. (laughs) Right. Friends would not take to that very kindly. No, I don't think that they would. (laughs) But then it's like, I really, I really loved him in that moment when Mm -hmm. he tells her because he's just being so vulnerable and open and sharing. And then she just like stomps all over him. And yep. toys with him. And I'm like, you suck right now, Jude. Like, that is not okay. Poor little prince. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, what? <laughs> what were your thoughts on um, the little code names? Like the bomb, the ghost, um, the roach. Okay. Here's, um, this is, might sound crazy, but... It part it partially drove me crazy only because <laughs> I kept being like, wait, which is which? Which is the woman? Which one are the men? Because <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> and then it would say like, oh, right. she was doing this. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, I mean, I guess their names kind of made sense. And I feel like if you're going to have a spy, you know, you're going to be in a spy network. You want to sound cool and have cool names. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think? There were some moments where I was like, fine, fine. (laughs) We'll do it. We'll have the names, whatever. But then there were other moments where it just sounded 
so cringe, like so horribly <laughs> cringe. I don't know. I just, maybe it was just the fairy brain where I was like, these should sound more like magical and cool. And here you are saying like the ghost. Yes. I don't know. There were moments where I was like, okay, fine. But then after hearing it so repetitively, <sighs> I was over it. it was. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been really it was, cool. It wasn't had. as magical. Um, I'm reading, well, actually, I just finished Blood and Honey by Shelby Mahorn. Ooh, yes. Super good. And, you know, she, they're all witches. Well, there's werewolves in this one, too. Right. But they all have, and there's one other character as well who comes into play. Um, and they all have like these really like kind of mystical, you know, names about them and different things, which would do kind of make it a little bit more fun. You know, yeah. they have these like, so it would have, I agree with you. I think it would have been cool if they had more fairy-esque names instead of just the bomb and the roach. <laughs> Right. Right. I mean, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, okay, I see. I'll get used to it maybe. But then I didn't. So it's just, it's just like a very like blatant, here's who they are and what they do. You know? I'm just right. Kidding. I was like, okay, <laughs> if we're going to have code names, maybe hide their profession a little bit better. Like right. if you have... If you have someone in a secret society nicknamed the ghost, hmm, I wonder if they're stealthy. What? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what did you think about um, Vivian? Because I find it interesting that Vivian, who is actually a real fairy, you know, because she's Maddox and then Jude and Taryn's mom's daughter. So she's, I mean, she's half fairy and half human. But she, like, right. hates Maddox even more than Jude and Taryn do, who I kind of feel like Jude and Taryn have more of a reason to hate him than yeah. Vivian does. Because... 100%. You know, so... But Vivian is, like, totally hates him, totally, completely wants out of fairy, sneaks over to the human world all the time, has her girlfriend, Heather, who I really feel bad for at this point because she has no clue yeah. about what's going on, but... I don't know. What did you think about None, Vivian? Yeah. So I feel like Vivian and her whole storyline was kind of useless, but not it's her not that it was her fault. Like yeah. obviously. Like I would have loved to see more of her as mm -hmm. a lot of other characters as well. <laughs> I feel like we got very um minimal time with them which they come in when they're needed and then they kind of leave very abruptly yeah. um so i would have loved to see more of her on um, on the stance of why she hates maddock more i feel like can i feel like i can understand it just from a standpoint where she was she's older than them so yeah. she probably remembers their mom and like remembers what he did a lot more vividly than Taryn and Jude do. Like they were so young that obviously Jude like remembers what happened, but maybe she has a harder time remembering like moments in the human world with her like mom and dad and stuff. I don't know. That's just my, my guess. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And I kind of feel like, um, it was also partly a plot device <laughs> so that come. Oh yeah. Because you know, the next book, <laughs> we kind of need the human world a bit more later on. So, right. Um, and even yeah. into the beginning of the third book. So, you know, maybe it's just kind of to get us there, but I was, I was kind of hoping for more of Vivian too as well. Yeah. Like they, they make her seem like she's a lot more important towards the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and then she kind of just gets lost in the wind. Like, oh, nope, she's with Heather somewhere doing a thing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Heather. I, I feel bad for her because she has no clue that Vivian is a fairy or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, it's like, yeah. and then, oh, by the way, at the end, 
Vivian. Jude wants you to take Oak to the human world to live with you and Heather. One more thing you get to surprise your poor girlfriend with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, surprise. We basically have a child now. Right? A fairy child. <laughs> Why are his ears pointed? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Who knows? No one knows what. They're not pointed. <laughs> Oh gosh. She can glamour them so that he doesn't look that way because she glamours her own when she goes to see Heather, I think. So, yeah, I think that that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were a few moments where I'm like, oh, this was a total plot device. (laughs) Like, I wish this would have been a little more fluid and thought out but i mean i again it just goes to show i love her writing in that world so much that mm-hmm. i don't like care about it as much but it's still something that like is in the back of my head i'm still <laughs> gonna remember that but <laughs> very but true i won't hold it against her <laughs> yeah i i remember thinking yeah i remember thinking too like after i read this book the first time, you know, and I get to the end and Cardin admits his feelings for Jude and then she kisses him, but then she turns on him because she makes him be king in place of Oak mm-hmm. to like, you know, hold Oak's spot until he's old enough to rule. And I feel, I was like, right. what are you doing? Like you stupid girl. Like it made me mad. Cause now I'm like, well, now he's going to hate you <laughs> and he's not going to want right. to like be with you. And I was, and I felt like, I wanted to see that relationship, you know, like, I mean, yeah. So it was kind of disappointing at the end of this one. Um, fortunately, it comes more into play later on in the series. Right. But for this yeah. first book, I had been hoping for more, but then she betrays him. <laughs> I know. And of course, the one like, quote unquote, steady, if you want to call it that, steady relationship that you see is like, Kind of Taryn and Locke. Yeah. Kind of. Like in a weird <laughs> way. I don't know. Maybe Maddock and Oriana. <laughs> yeah. That's really all the the love that you receive. And for me, that's not nearly enough. But no, I mean it was I mean, Maddock and Oriana seem to have a good relationship or a good understanding of each other, you know. Um right. I think it, I think it's funny how throughout the whole book, Oriana is like never really trusting of Jude, even like mm-hmm. more than Taryn. I feel like she's definitely more accepting of Taryn because Taryn is trying to fit in in a different way than Jude is. And she's not as right. accepting of Jude. Yeah. Well, I think it's just the whole order thing. Like Taryn wants to fit in and that she will keep the order and kind of resume the womanly duties as you would say like she just wants to get married and that's it and jude's like i want to hold a sword and be a knight (laughs) and kill people and oriana's like stupid girl that is not what women do (laughs) and yeah i feel like it's just that whole thing but i do love though that maddox taught jude how to do all of that i mean well he taught both of Mm -hmm. them you know i love that he taught them how to sword fight and defend themselves and and all of Definitely. that. So I think that that's, that was really cool. Like I've always, I've always, what was I watching? Oh, I wa- um, I just watched Enola Holmes on Netflix. Have you watched that? <gasps> Me too. Yeah. yeah. So like in that too, like I loved how her mother taught her how to fight and defend herself. You know, I'm like, oh man, like, that would be like if I, you know, had grown up in a different time and place, like that would be my thing. Like I would love it if I had had somebody like that to be like, teach me how to do all that kind of stuff. Totally. It would have been really Totally. But now do you believe, do you believe that Jude could hate Maddox like so much, but still want to please him? Like did that, did you buy into that or not really? Yes. Because even though he murdered her parents right in front of her, nonetheless, you know, when she was little, he did still take her and Taryn to fairy and he did raise them as if they were his own children. So he, he still, you know, gave them attention, gave them love in the way that he could, you know, he, he did Mm -hmm. spend time with them. He taught them how to sword fight and, be a part of the court, gave them a chance at that because he has high standing. Um, so I feel like 
I, I did, I did buy, and she, you know, she struggled with it because she, she would say, well, he killed my parents, but yet I do still love him. And I could see that because it's hard not to, I mean, you're living with somebody for that long and they treat right. you well, at least, you know I mean, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, I don't know what, what they call it. Is it Stockholm syndrome? What is the, the name? Like I when think some, so. When somebody gets kidnapped and they're with their captor for years, but they end up like having feelings for them kind of thing. Isn't that, I think, I isn't that Stockholm syndrome? I thought that's what it was. Okay. I kind think of. That, well, that's, so I feel like it's, could kind of be something along, you know, along those lines. I mean, yeah, he killed right. her parents, but she was little. And then he, he take, he took her in and he's raised her like his own daughter and given her everything that she could possibly want, you know, and he does tell her that after, um, the coronation that he will let her be, have what she wants. Like if she wants to be a knight or whatever, you know, he just wanted her to wait because he had this huge plot with Belkin to overthrow <laughs> the whole, anyway, that whole right. thing. Um, so I could see, I, I did. Also, yes, did. it is Stockholm syndrome. Okay. You were right. right. I looked Thank it you. up. All right. But yeah, so I, I believed that because I felt like that, I felt like that was plausible. Yeah, I can see it. Now that you put it in those terms, I can see it a little bit more. It was just hard for me to be like, okay, so you hate him, yet you want to like shine bright in his eyes. Like, I don't know. It, I, I get it though. I do. Yeah. It's because, I mean, well, think about it too. Have you read Children of Blood and Bone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Enon, right? He like despises his father in a way, but all he wants is to please him and for his dad to be proud of him, you know? It's kind yeah. of it, yeah. So that's kind of how I took that's it. That's true. I, did, I will say this though, too, about this book. Um, every time Holly Black gave a description of their dresses, like the fancy dresses that they wore, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to dress like that. They just oh sound, my gosh, yes. I mean, so magical and so pretty. And I actually just posted today's Sunday. I actually on Friday, my um fan art Friday was a picture of Jude in the blue uh ombre dress with like the the tree, the vines and the stars on it. I was like, oh mm -hmm. it's so pretty. That was Locke's mom's dress, right? No, Locke's mom's dress was a little bit different. This one was one um, I think somebody had made for her. Remember, they were they had picked out dresses for the ball, but then oh. when she went to wear her dress, it was actually different than the material that she had picked, and it was that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now I'm remembering. Yeah. All of them were so pretty. I, I was like, like I if only them. I saw for my prom or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like in Caraval have, uh, with a Scarlet's dress that changes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when she put that dress on for the first time and then when it started changing, I was like, shut up. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I, I get one of those magical dresses? <laughs> I know. If only that's the next step. Honestly, Seriously. the next step is some crazy changing dresses and I'm here for it. Me too. I will take it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I think that's, um, that's good. We had a great discussion. I, I love being able to talk about this with you and, um, we, for everybody listening. So it is mid-October, so next month in November, I am going to be launching a Patreon, and um, Lauren has agreed to do an episode with me on Holly Black's um, The Darkest Part of the Forest, which we'll do yes. on my Patreon, so we'll get to talk more things fairy and Holly Black, and that book is really awesome, too. I love it. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Very excited. <laughs> do you want to... You want to tell everybody um, about your podcast and where they can find you guys and where they can listen? 
Sure. So you can find us on Instagram at and here's why underscore pod and, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. <laughs> Basically, we just pick uh, one fictional book, movie, or TV show, and we just dive on in with whatever guests that we've got on. And yeah, we have a good time. Usually uh, something crazy happens, whether it's <laughs> page singing or, I don't know, a revelation <laughs> that we... We come across on whatever topic. So yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's a fun time. It is. I always enjoy listening to it. And I will uh, put a link to that in the show notes for today. So everybody can go and check out Lauren and Paige's podcast. It's a lot of fun. All thank right. You, thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Lauren. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Glad the Wi-Fi stuck out for us. Oh, yes. Most definitely. You guys, Lauren and I had quite a time trying to record this today. (laughs) My Wi-Fi in my new office is stinky. I am going off of my hotspot on my phone right now, you guys. (laughs) It's that bad today. So anyway, Leah has just learned she cannot record on Sundays because for some reason Sunday is really bad with the Wi-Fi in this room. (laughs) Yep. It's cursed. We'll blame the fairies. All their fault. There we go. Maybe it's like some mean, nasty trolls because trolls are nasty. They're mean. (laughs) You know? Oh my God. I do have a fairy garden in my backyard. So hmm, maybe some little fairy is mad at me for some reason. (laughs) I'm like, something happened where you you didn't water the plants or something and they're pissed. (laughs) Oh man, I better go out there and be really nice to them. Leave them some cake or something tomorrow. Oh, oh man, I well, love it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we will chat again soon. Today's episode featured the book The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Be sure to follow YA Book Chat on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe so that you receive your episodes as soon as they are available. YA Book Chat was created, hosted, and edited by me, Leah Stuhler. <laughs>